everybody. Welcome to this next bonus episode for an American Workplace Patreon subscribers. We did get a new subscriber. Um, I don't have that information prepared at the moment. It is Aaron. Thanks, Aaron, for subscribing. And at the $3 level, that's pretty cool. So today we are continuing our discussion on um, character growth and character development, specifically focusing on one character at a time. Um, Last we did Ryan because he makes a pretty dramatic um, transformation, really, um, from the beginning of the the series to where we are now um, in season six. So we thought now we would cover someone who has kind of fallen off the radar for a little bit, but still made a pretty big transformation, and that is Karen. Um, We're not seeing a whole lot of Karen these days, but what we did get of her um, was pretty interesting. So we're going to dive into her. Yeah, I believe we called this series our character deep dive. So this is episode two of the character deep dive. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So starting off, uh, the first time we meet Karen is obviously Gay Witch Hunt in season two when we first see Jim at Stanford. And she's pretty annoyed by Jim. Um, And really the fact that he's in charge over her since he's the new guy, came from somewhere else. Um, And... She's just really not into the idea of this. Apparently, Jim is sort of like a harder worker uh, because he does have more authority at Stanford than he did at Scranton. And she's not into it. She's, I don't know, she's just not interested at first. Yeah, she's got this, um, like, cool girl attitude. I mean, she's the girl that um, she kind of hangs with the guys. Um in one of Jim's first episode, maybe Jim's first episode at Stanford, they are playing Call of Duty. Um, she beats him solidly. I mean, she's just sort of like the ultimate girl next door. Um, in the episode you were talking about, though, in Gay Witch Hunt, she doesn't take long to warm up to him. Um, Jim is put in charge of a project that she is working on, and she doesn't like that very much at all. But when Jim kind of shows her that he is... Um, down to have some fun, you know, he, he's not all business. She really opens up to him and, um, gets to like him pretty quickly. It doesn't take her long to go from kind of cold to him to crushing on him, really. Yeah, I think that she shows that she's a pretty independent woman. She, uh, can hold her own. I mean, she kills Jim in Call of Duty. <laughs> uh, not that Call of Duty is an indicator of anything, but Jim's pretty innocent as far as that kind of thing goes. Um, But he sort of diffuses this tension caused by his authority with this whole search for the chips thing. And that's what does seem to win her over. He's not trying to be the boss by holding power over. And so I think it's the the mutual respect that he shows her uh, and the willingness to be like not just a strict boss, but a friend as well. And he's just doing his job, just like she's just doing her job. Uh, that sort of turns her on to him. Yeah. Um, they're both, it's, it's hard to talk about Karen without talking about Jim, uh, because most of what we get of her is dependent on Jim in the series, but um, they're both ambitious. They're both fun. Um, he, so as I said, she falls for him quickly. They begin their relationship right around the time when Scranton and Stamford merge. Um, And he likes her too, but it's clearly not love. Um, Keeping in mind that he moved to Stamford to get away from Pam. So it sort of started their relationship on a jinx, if you will. Like, 
it was already sort of star-crossed situation because um, he moved there just with the intention of getting away from he was the love of his life. In a way, she's his rebound, mm-hmm. you know? It's not maybe the strict sense of the word where um, he is denied by Pam and goes out and does a one-night stand kind of situation. But you're right, he did leave Scranton and go to Stanford because of Pam. And so anything that sort of results from that move is almost like, well, yeah, you're just trying to find something to get your mind off of things. And that seems to sort of be what's going on. I I do think there is genuine affection, but I agree with you. He probably doesn't love her. Um, But everything seems fine between them, regardless of how each ultimately feels about them long term, uh, until uh, it's uh, traveling salesman when Phyllis lets loose that Jim used to be tied up over Pam pretty hard. And this is where... I don't know. I I was trying to write down my thoughts for all of this, and I'm so on the fence about so much of Karen in this portion of the show, you know, because that first initial reaction in the car uh, as she's caked up with the salon makeup and big hairdo and everything, she seems kind of heartbroken. Like it, it, the only response she has to Phyllis is, that's nice. And she she doesn't have anything else to say about it. It's like such a shock to her. Here she sort of kind of moved to Scranton just for Jim and only just now found out from somebody else that one of their mutual co-workers now is somebody that Jim had a pretty heavy crush on uh, really not too long ago. It's not like he was in Stanford for a long, long, long time. Yeah, I feel like there's a difference between finding out that your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whoever had a crush on someone else and like suspecting that he loved her and i think she knows that it was not just a crush i think he that she knows that it was something bigger um because he he knows that they're friends and he knows how jim looks at her and maybe she just never put two and two together until phyllis said that and um i think at that moment it it hit her that oh man my boyfriend might be in love with someone else still um and yeah, heartbroken. Especially, yeah, yeah especially because at the end of that episode is when uh, Pam tells Jim about the art contest. And then Jim is like really celebratory, really uh, into supporting her and encouraging her. And man, that's awesome for you. And here she's just wanting to sort of talk to him about all this that she just discovered. It's sort of like salt in the wound after just now finding out about this information and seeing him buddy up to this person he used to be in love with. Um. And then from there, they Jim. It's a couple episodes later. Jim says we had a long talk last night and the previous five nights before that, and she thinks it's going really well. She says I think we're better than ever, but we see via Jim's talking head that he's exhausted by it. Uh, do you think she was taking the the idea of him having this previous crush on Pam too far? Do you think? she thinks that he's still into Pam at this point. Like what, what do you think is going through her mind as far as having these long talks goes? I think that she thinks that they truly are working through it. Well, see, now that I say that, I don't know. Um, She's getting something out of it. And Jim really doesn't seem to be, he's just, he's just says it's a long talk. Yeah. I think she thinks that the talking is helping. Um, it's at least helping her. Her spirits seem to be a little bit higher. Um, but they are clearly not doing anything for Jim. If, if anything, 
He's exhausted. He's tired of talking about the same thing over and over. Um, and I think, frankly, he's just trying not to think about Pam. And all of this is talking about is Pam. Um, That's true. I didn't yeah, think about like, it that way, where he, he'd been, he'd escaped from Pam and now he's back. And he's, we've seen multiple instances up to this point of him trying to avoid getting too buddy buddy with Pam again because he knows his tendency is to uh, get emotionally attached right. to her. And now all Karen and is asking him to do is consider his feelings for Pam. Exactly. Like, wow. Yeah. So, oof. Yeah. That is that is juicy. And then, yeah, right. <laughs> I, I hadn't really thought of it that way until we decided on this this topic. Um, and then during this time as well, we see that Karen kind of grew a bitter side towards Pam, um, and they were getting along. Um, but she says like, "There's one too many people in Scranton." Clearly, it's in in her eyes anyway. It's Pam. To the audience's eyes, mm-hmm. it's Karen, uh, or a lot of the audience anyway. Um, and then towards Jim, when they inevitably break up, she's just grown this like resentful, bitter edge to her. Um, and I'm not saying that's necessarily, uh, unwarranted or even negative. Um, that's pretty rough. I mean, she moved to Scranton. Um, she uprooted her life for this guy that she really cared for, uh, that I think she loved. It does seem a bit early. I mean, I think we talked about that in the uh, discussion when we covered this episode, but she did it. She uprooted her life um, because she thought that that's what he wanted. And I would be bitter Mm. too, frankly, if uh, my boyfriend was still in love with somebody else. Yeah, a a lot of my feelings in my notes when I was preparing for this episode were she kind of treats Jim and Pam especially pretty crappily during this time period. But I get it, you know. I I understand uh, what was a friendship with Pam, like what we saw in Benihana Christmas when they threw their own uh, Christmas party as the the committee to plan parties. That is now jealousy, and we see times when Jim and Pam are having a, a small moment, a friendly moment that is really nothing more than just being friends, and Karen feels the need to step between the two of them and have her own moment with Jim, uh, canceling out that moment with Pam in a way. Um, and I, I almost had to wonder, do you think maybe in past relationships that the her partner had been uh, uh, had shown infidelity, you know, uh, and she just maybe feared that happening again. But on that same token, I, I just I don't see Jim cheating and I don't see how anybody who knows him could suspect him of cheating. But maybe that's just sort of my pie in the sky right. view. Um. I think it's very possible that she was cheated on in the past. I'm not going to say likely, um, but it's, it's very possible. Um, especially just given the amount of people that cheat. Um, and even if Jim is never the kind of guy who would cheat, he never would, he would break it up before he, you know, cheated. Um, which I believe he's that kind of guy. Oh, sorry. Um, I feel like to someone who has been cheated on, that probably isn't enough to subdue those doubts and those fears Um, Mm -hmm. that you're going to have those back of your mind, you know, jackhammers, like he's cheating on you, he's cheating on you, or he's in love with someone else um, manifested in a different emotion. Um, 
I guess it just co- just kind of goes to show that everybody has weaknesses of some kind because there's nothing in Karen's self-confident, I'm good at my job and at what I do personality that would show externally, at least, that she would be so bothered by the situation. But we see, uh, ultimately, that she is really bothered by this. And, uh, you know, what What my biggest issue ends up being with Karen is how she makes Jim choose. Like, not choose between dating one or the other, but choose between dating Karen or being friends, even with Pam. And maybe it would have come to that head eventually, but it seems that she just sort of forces it. When they go to to New York for the interview um, in the end of season four of The Job, she says, you know, if if I got the job, will you move here with me? And if you got the job, I would move here with you, you know, and there's no future for us in Scranton. And although the subtext is just, are you committed to our relationship or not the subtext, the, the, the question is, are you committed to our relationship? The subtext is, am I worth leaving Pam behind? Right. Um, this is the first time I've made this parallel and I don't think you are, um, as big a friends fan of fan as I am. Um, (laughs) <laughs> to to my recollection, you haven't you haven't seen the show uh, much at all. Is that right? But right. Our, I'm sure many of our listeners have. Um, this reminds me of quite a bit of actually the Ross Emily Rachel thing, and it's almost exactly mirrored there. Um, it was a a married couple, and and she's very suspicious of her husband, and basically says it's either me or Rachel, and if it's me, you will stop talking to Rachel. Um, and it's like, it doesn't seem fair. It's just, it's, you should trust the one you're with. And, um, if you can't do that, then you don't need to be with them like that. It's just, if you can't trust them, why, why hurt yourself and why hurt the other person? It's just not worth it. Um, right. And, and once more in her defense in this whole situation, uh, the reason I think she's having trouble trusting Jim uh, in managing his feelings for Pam is because he didn't share this information with her in the first place. And then, then the question arises, did he need to share this information with her? Uh, again, I, I, I feel uh, like I'm just so on the fence about so much of this because I could see, yes, he should, because they were very emotionally close and they did end up kissing and she broke off her wedding partially because of him and he left Scranton because of her. So there's a lot of strong uh, emotional things happening there. But then again, they kissed one time. They did not date for any period of time. They were just friends. So does he have that obligation? It's it's hard for me to... (sighs) view it without the end in mind, which I know that these characters living their lives like didn't have the whole story. Um, Mm -hmm. Right. But as it turns out, Karen was totally right. (laughs) Like She she had every reason to be suspicious because she asks Jim point blank, do you still have feelings for her? And he says, yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. So ding, ding, ding. All of her, you know, quote, crazy suspicions and Maybe she was cheated on the in the past. Maybe she wasn't, but uh, this would, you know, definitely raise some red flags. And she's totally warranted, even before her like suspicion, or sorry, even before she brings it up to Jim and she has those suspicions. They're completely accurate. Um, 
but the thing is, even even if he does still have feelings for Pam, and I don't know, maybe this is just my lack of being in relationships, but he's choosing to be with Karen. And after that revelation where he does say, yes, I still have feelings for her, they continue to date. He doesn't, they don't break up. She doesn't break up with him. He doesn't break up with her. They, they continue to try and make things work. And I think that's a testament to Jim saying, I am trying. I am, I am with you because I choose to be with you, regardless of whether I still have any sort of residual feelings for Pam or not. Does that sort it of make sense? sense? And to me... But I just don't know how fair that is in practice. Right. And I'm like, I mean, I'm very thankful to have never been in this situation, so I can't like vouch for it one way or the other. But what I would assume is that it's a more mild, a slightly more mild version of like being actually cheated on. And some couples choose to break up right away and some choose to try to work through it. Maybe they're successful, maybe they're not. Um, But I I would assume that Karen is kind of treating this as like emotional infidelity and not physical infidelity. And okay, you can either choose to try to work through this. um, And I would love to know what they had in those long conversations, like what they had to say. But what I assume a lot of it was is, okay, how can we get you over her? Because that needs to happen. And then eventually Mm -hmm. that point comes where you you talked about later. Would you move away? Because it sounds like you're not going to get over her. You're not getting over her. Um, And if you can't move away, then like, we can't do this. Um, I don't know. I'm speculating, but. Yeah, the the one more thing that I, I have for us to sort of consider um, that I don't think we talked about in our main episodes is that Jim and Karen did not start dating until after they got to Scranton. And so to Karen, it might seem like he started dating her only as a buffer between him and Pam, mm-hmm. you know? And so she may not see him having his full heart in it because he she's he she might see him as only using her as a distraction i could see that i could also see the total opposite where it's like oh well he's totally moved on because even with pam here he can date me Um, Uh you know it like we got back to scranton and he still chose me right like oh he must have totally gotten over her um She's just a friend. But again, when they moved there, she didn't know about Pam. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's all, I'm glad we like dove into this. This is really interesting. <laughs> yeah. This is so much longer yeah. than I expected. I was like, to oh, it'll this, be like but... seven minutes. We're on 20. <laughs> uh, I love that. Um, yeah. It's complicated. And I think they're both totally justified. I don't think anybody really did anything wrong in this relationship. That's that's true. Yeah, yeah I, I think our feelings towards anything that happened here are just ultimately colored by how much we love Jim and right. Pam and how perfect they are for each other. But in it's the like end, Karen you know? and Jim each tried their hardest. Jim tried to work it out with Karen like he mm-hmm. committed himself to her. He did not cheat on her. He, he simply had feelings that he couldn't. Well, for Pam. Um, and mm-hmm. while that's unfortunate and he needs to not be in that relationship if that's what they decide. Um, I don't think that either of them did anything wrong and it's just, it was a breakup that needed to happen because they just decided that it needed to happen. Um, or, or realistically, Jim decided that it needed to happen, um, as he is the one that ultimately broke it off. Um, 
which I think is in the grand scheme of things, now that we know that Jim and Pam get married, in, in the grand scheme of things, it's better that he broke it off um, for Pam, if that makes sense. Like, in Pam's eyes, that would be a better ending to that relationship than if Karen broke up with Jim. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe one last question before we move into the, the few post-breakup appearances she has. Um, what do you think made Jim choose in the end? Like, what made him say, okay, I've got to go back to Scranton and ask Pam out? Do you think it was mm-hmm. Karen asking him to actually consider, would you leave Scranton behind? Would you leave Pam behind? Or, like, was it a situation where he's... He, I, I don't know what I'm asking, really, but do do you think it was Karen who ultimately made him decide, what do you want? Like, who do you want to spend the rest of your life with? Is it me or is it Pam? And which are you going are to you pursue? Are you asking um, when he moved back to Scranton? Yeah, well, like, it's the job. And at the beginning of the episode, they get to New York and they have that conversation about moving to New York to live with each other, whoever gets the job. And then at the end of the episode... That's when Jim walks in on Pam and her talking head and asks mm-hmm. her out. So, you- so what? What was it, or, or or was it David Wallace who says, "Well, long term, what? Where do you see yourself? Um, what? What have you liked most about Scranton?" And he says, "The the friendships, you know." So, I guess I'm confused I, on I don't the question. Know. Is are you talking when he moved to Scranton from Stamford, or when he chose to stay in Scranton? Um, when he chose to stay in Scranton, like what, what was the catalyst in the season four finale that made him decide, okay, my relationship with Karen is over time to go back and figure out Pam. I think it was being in New York. I mean, I, I I think it was a lot of, uh, I have a lot of answers. I think it's a bit of everything. Um, it's David, it's New York, it's, you know, oh, it's exciting to be in the city and in the big office with the fancy people. But when David asked him, what is it about Scranton that you love? His first thought and really his only thought was Pam. It wasn't him. Right. And the fact that she left a, a note on his right. clipboard and with papers. The, with the medal, the Olympic medal. Yeah. Don't forget us when you're famous. It's just, I mean, in that little flashback, it, it's not even a flashback, but like in that moment that montage moment if you will um Mm -hmm. we don't see karen we see Mm -hmm. pam's actions we see what she did for him he doesn't think of karen at all in this time i don't think um okay so i wonder if the the sort of deciding factor between karen and pam for jim was ultimately even though karen tried really hard and maybe did love truly love jim Pam showed the little moments of extra consideration and uh, thoughtfulness that Karen didn't really have. Something we haven't talked about in this bonus so far is the the sort of mean moments of teasing that happened um, a few times, like when they went to uh, the party at David Wallace's house Mm. and she joked about having slept with everybody there. Um, Some of her asides came out as mean-spirited right. and jim or pam really never showed any sort of that mean-spirited stuff towards jim true yes i think that could be it my gut says that it's more like i don't know um if there were two people i were interested in i was interested in and if i was like 
I don't know. This is a totally hypothetical situation. But if I was like dating two people um, and there was a guy that was absolutely great and there was no reason I shouldn't like him, but I just don't. I just can't like him or love him the way that I do the other guy. There might not be a good reason, but it's just it's just kind of what your gut tells you and you, you can't help who you love. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's probably what this, and this, this is what I think is it's, it's probably just Pam is his person and he can't fight that. Like, it's just separation moving to, to Stanford's not going to do it. Dating someone else isn't going to do it. The, he's always going to go back to her in the back of his mind. That's what he's going to go. That's his home base. Um, yeah, that's my, romantic plug (laughs) okay well we've gone for a lot longer (laughs) so let's let's try and finish up the rest of this pretty quickly uh post breakup we see her three more times there's branch wars when um dwight and michael crash the copier in the stairwell and jim and karen have that brief reunion (laughs) where he's in the the warehouse outfit and the mustache and she is just so happy for him, so mm-hmm. happy that his things are going so well with Pam. So there's some bitterness there. I get it. I don't blame her for that. Jim kind of ditched her in New York City. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then there's Lecture Circuit. And here we see that she seems to have moved past that bitterness. She's moved on. She's married. She's pregnant. Um, and when Pam shares Jim and I are engaged she does seem to be genuinely happy whether it is genuine or not it it does not come across as snarky or sarcastic and it it is good-natured in appearance and so i think it it's ultimately a good thing and it certainly eases pam's mind yeah i think that's a really nice moment they smooth things over um they leave happy for each other um i think while Karen did love Jim, again, I don't think that he was her person. Um, mm-hmm. We don't meet her husband, Dan, I think his name is. Um, but they, she's kind of giddy over him. She has the, the Halloween costume picture and she kind of giggles and is like, oh, he's so silly. And he, she's just happy. Um, mm-hmm. And I think Pam seeing that um, really was just good for her and then karen seeing pam really happy and engaged to jim i think it just kind of like reset the clock for each of them and was like okay we're both okay we're all okay it's gonna be fine Mm -hmm. i think karen realizes that if she can move on with her life and her family why shouldn't jim and with pam so it, it is nice that they have that reconciliation and ultimately things are tied up in a bow for the four of them um, and then she does have one final appearance, which isn't anything to talk about, really, but it's in Threat Level Midnight um, towards the end of season seven. Uh, she has the line in the movie, ever banged an entire bachelorette party, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and then the talking head when the dot crew catches up with her, she says, why are you singling my line out after like a million years later? Because <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's Karen. Um Wow, Whew. we talked a half hour. Half an hour later. How, how did we talk more about Karen than Ryan? Um, that's amazing. I don't but know. But I'm really glad we decided to cover this because, yeah. In fact, right before we hit record, I was like, man, I hope I have enough to say about Karen. But 
Turns out <laughs> there's a lot to say about Karen. So if you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening. Um, this has been fun. I hope it was fun for you too. Yeah, let us know who you'd like to hear us talk about maybe next. We're, we're sort of trying to talk about people whose storylines have more or less wrapped up at this point in the series. Um, even though most of our Patreon subscribers, if not all of you, are fans of the show who have seen it multiple times. Uh, but just for the sake of being consistent, we, we are trying to stay relatively spoiler-free in the majority of these. In the bonus, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. So let us know if see if there's anybody we haven't thought of that maybe has already sort of wrapped things up or maybe just who you'd like to see us wrap up yeah. next. We're staying so. away from like Stanley and Phyllis and like the people that have um, some serious arcage left. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, let us know. And thank you so much for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs>